a really quick and exciting announcement to make. The Menopause and Cancer podcast is now also on YouTube, and I'm so excited that more people now get to watch our conversations. So the link to the YouTube channel is in our show notes. Please go and subscribe to the channel so that more people who need to hear our conversations are able to find them. Thank you. Welcome to the Menopause and Cancer podcast, where we speak with cancer patients, survivors, and amazing menopause experts to help us find solutions to our symptoms and ideas to improve our health. My name is Danny Binnington, and a warm welcome to our part two of our mini-series of our Menopause of the Cancer Crash course. In yesterday's videos, I summed up how important it is to sit with ourselves and fill in a symptom checker on a regular basis. I've brought a candle out in our last video and I'm going to bring a candle out again because sometimes life is so busy. You might be doing the washing whilst you listen to this. You might be chopping your onions. You might be taking the dog out and you might be trying to think. And I also need to tackle how I experience menopause and all of my um, symptoms that come with it. But sometimes just taking 10 minutes out and really focusing can really make a huge difference. Before we talk about all of the things that we have in our menopause buckets, as I describe them, all of our treatment options, I need to talk about two other really, really important things. The one is your medical team, who is in your medical team. And the second thing is about keeping an open mindset and not barking up the wrong tree. I'm going to explain all three of you. When you talk about trying to find symptom relief to your menopause symptoms, it's very much a two-pronged approach. On the one hand side, you have your medical team that maybe have put you into this menopause uh, position in your body. And sometimes we do need their help to figure out how we can treat some of those symptoms. And the other part of that two-pronged approach is ourselves because we are actively um, we can be actively taking part in our recovery and our healing, and we are beyond powerful. We have so much agency over how we're feeling, how we're going to navigate this menopause after cancer all of our year. We are beyond powerful. We just need to start to step into that power and start to believe that process. And after we've had a cancer diagnosis, we often feel very much powerless, like we're giving over the control to our doctors to help cure, treat, fix our cancer. And so it does take a little bit of time to step back into that power, but you are beyond powerful. And it's that two-pronged approach, the medical team and what we can do for ourselves. And when we bring that together, healing can be incredibly powerful, exciting, and also really, really effective. But when we think about that medical team, who in your current medical team at the moment can help you figure out and maybe prescribe some of the treatment options to you that are available to you. Are you still under an oncologist, a surgeon, a clinical nurse specialist? Could you present to them with your symptom checker and say, I need another appointment. I'm perhaps on this treatment. Maybe you're on tamoxifen, aromatase inhibitors. Maybe you're in surgical menopause like me. And could you say to them, I really need to have a conversation with someone. I'm very much aware of my symptoms. I've done my symptom checker. Here are my top three symptoms. I need some help. Can someone talk me through what my options are? Maybe you've been discharged. We speak to many people who are 10, even 12, 15 years on from their initial cancer diagnosis, and they're kind of falling through the net. They haven't got access to their oncologist, a surgeon or clinical nurse specialist anymore, and their GP maybe doesn't quite know what to do with them. 
And so it's that is a really crucial time for you to think, how could I structure and bring a healthcare team around me that can really be part of my team, my project? And that might be looking for a new uh, GP. So some people say they've been seeing different GPs. Some people say I can't even get through on the phone, let alone speak to a GP. It's really trying to figure out you've got a whole year ahead of you if you can make that a more effective way for you. And so maybe phone your surgery and ask them who in that um, practice is the best person or the best equipped to help you help people with menopause. Some doctors are amazing at giving knee injections. Dr. Philippa Kay always says that. And some people will know so much more about the menopause. It could be a really nice time at the start of the year for you to think, who is in my medical team? And is it worth to put a little bit of time and effort into this? Second thing we need to address is keeping an open mindset. As we're going to go into the next few videos, and I'm going to talk to you about your hormonal and non-hormonal prescribable options. I'm going to be talking to you about your complementary therapies, about your lifestyle, about your triggers, so that we can build this holistic menopause after cancer toolkit or like putting our hands into all of these different menopause buckets, like I call them. It's important to keep an open mindset. Just because something hasn't worked for you last year doesn't mean it might not work for you this year. Just because you discounted something and you didn't want to go on more medication last year doesn't mean that this year it's got to be the same way. Let's really focus on what we're dealing with at the moment and let's look at all of our true options and let's not judge them so much. We're all very influenced by different things. We're all influenced by everything that has happened in our entire life up until today. It's going to muddle in your decision-making process and going to influence how you're deciding and what you're going to do in the next chapter, in the next few weeks, months, years of your life, right? It's also really important to think what and who influences you. If many people in your family have had a history of cancer, you're going to be influenced by that. I was very much influenced by all of the women on my dad's side having passed away from ovarian cancer way before they even turned 60. So for me then to think I've got a genetic mutation, I'm going to let go of my ovaries, I've already had and been so, so blessed having had three children. It was a very different decision to be made than if someone who hasn't had children, for example. So everything you're deciding is based on your past that influences you and also the people around you that influences you. Who do you follow on social media? Are they the people that say, go for it, try, explore? Or are they the people that say, whatever you're going to do doesn't make much point and there is no evidence and there is no science? Who influences you? It's really important to think just because I'm hearing all of these different voices and concerns and different ideas out there. Who are you? And let's look at all of our true options without judging them so that you can really, really, really set yourself up for success. Because by shutting down doors and windows and by closing down roads and avenues, we're going to be having very limited treatment options. I want you to sit there in front of the advents calendar, your menopause and cancer advents calendar, and I want us to slowly open all of the windows and open all of the doors. And sometimes really random things might be behind those windows and doors, and you think, gosh, crazy, that's never going to work. And sometimes something else is going to be behind it that you think, yeah, 
I really want to try this. This is something I'm going to give, I'm going to give it a go and I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to try it. Really open your horizon. And just because something, you know, you've had an idea or a view about something last year doesn't mean you have to stick to it. We're allowed to change our mind. We're allowed to just do what the heck we want to do. All right. That's the second thing that is really, really important. Hey, thank you for listening so far. This podcast has an amazing Facebook community full of inspiring women supporting each other and sharing their stories. Please come and be part of it. We'd love to have you in the group. Click the link in the show notes and come in now. The third thing I mentioned is not barking up the wrong tree. The menopause conversation has been booming, in particular in the UK for the last few years. And that's wonderful. We very much need to have that conversation. We need women to not just run our homes, our towns. We need women to run our countries because I truly believe the world is and is going to be and could be a much more peaceful place if women were in all of the top positions. However, Many people after a his or with a history of cancer have felt very much excluded from this greater menopause conversation. Yes, and rightly so, the greater menopause conversation focused very much on the use of hormone replacement therapy. And that's really important. Not enough women are on, the, are on hormone replacement therapy when they could really, really benefit from it. And so I think this is important that the conversation is there. And it's also okay that many of us in our community feel excluded especially if your doctor has told you that hormone replacement therapy might not be an option for you. Managing menopause after cancer is a totally different ball game. That's how I always say it. It's people with a menopause and perimenopause go through it naturally as a natural process. It's like playing basketball, whereas we play netball. Similar, but quite different rules. And so we need to tune in to our conversations. If you continuously just follow Davina McCall, who I absolutely think is absolutely brilliant, you might get frustrated because this is not the place where you're going to find all of your answers. So tune into the people with shared experience. Try to not judge or evaluate them or what they've done, but truly try and understand that each of us has a really, really different experience. We all come from, you know, different, really difficult cancer diagnoses. We might do things differently, but we have shared knowledge, shared wisdom and shared experience. So let's stop barking up the wrong tree and tuning into the normal perimenopause and menopause conversation. Let's find our own group, our own tribe. And this is where I think the wisdom, the growth, the learning, the support, the sharing and all of the juiciness will come from that we need to make this a little bit more of an empowered experience for ourselves. So three things to do. Look at your... Um, medical system or, or the people in your medical system that can help you keep an open mindset as we go through not just this year but especially also the little videos i've got lined up for you next week and stop barking up the wrong tree there is a whole army of incredible women out there we've all got your back there are millions of us i always thought we're a really niche audience but there are millions of us and we've all got your back mm -hmm.